Welcome to Method in Madness and today's episode is dedicated to change because today we have an experienced change manager Julia Whitlin. Julia has worked in large corporates like Unilever, Pepsi, Johnson and Johnson and Microsoft and she continues to uh, preach and embark the message of change management. Julia today will share with us the pros and cons, the tips and tricks of what makes a change program successful and what prevents it from being a success. If you are a leader who wants to bring a change in their organizations, I can tell you today's episode will be rich and valuable for you because today's episode we will learn how to make the change possible with the people, with the group, with with the team. Please help me welcome my friend Julia. This is Method in Madness. Welcome to Method in Madness, Julia. How are you doing today? Thank you, Sabi, for having me here. I'm very excited to share a little bit of my experience with you. And I'm doing fine in you. I am doing great. I am very excited because um, um, I'm just remembering we actually met at a change management event where we both were speakers and it was online. It was, I think, two years back. And then I think um, I loved your story. I loved how energy and inspiring stories you bring to the world of change. And I'm like, I need to be friends with this lady. And here we are two years later. We are still connected. Yes, that is true. That is true. Thank you. <laughs> so, you know, uh, whenever people see the word change, it is frightening. People get scared and nervous. And your job title has that scary word in it. You're the change manager. So let me ask you, what is that one thing that you love about being a change manager? And the one thing that you maybe not hate, but love less about being a change manager? All right. I think what I love about being a change manager is to see the transformation in people, you know, uh, especially <clears throat> whenever we start a change, there's a lot of sometimes resistance or uncertainty. And then people start like complaining, they don't feel secure about it. And then when you see this transform and, and people saying different things about the change, I think that's what I love the most. Um, and I think what I like the least <laughs> is actually when the changes are not thought through yeah. um, when people don't take the time to actually plan for, for the change, give people time to experience and, and be able to, to change. So without planning in change management, things get much, much harder. And, and the planning is from more the senior top leadership to uh, uh, plan it, give people this necessary time, expertise to embrace the change and not like from tomorrow we do things differently kind of thing. Yes, yes, exactly. I, I think sometimes the senior leadership fails to understand that we need for us like prepare people for it and then they will adopt faster other than just like this is the change, go for it. And that's it. Absolutely. I fully agree. And, and that ties into my next question I have is uh, change is scary. People do get afraid because they get, uh, 
like for various reasons um in your experience as a um as a change manager what are the biggest uh, fears you have noticed in people when it comes to change why are they so afraid of any change happening i think if you look from a neuroscience perspective mm-hmm. our brain mechanism that is activated with a change is the same that is activated with, with a threat so mm-hmm. If we think back when we were like cave uh, people uh, and then you were like in this unknown environment or you you would have to look for a tiger, you know, at, at any moment. So that's the same brain mechanism that is activated by a change because in the end, the change is the unknown. Mm. So that's why there's a whole process uh, of bringing clarity of giving the right tools, uh, preparing people. Again, that's why it's so important to prepare people for, for the change. So you leave the unknown to to the known, and then this brings more, more comfort. More comfort. But what are the main fears you've noticed? Or besides that, okay, it's completely unknown. Like I think um, one on top of my head is probably the job security part of it that people feel like, oh, is it going to directly have an impact on my employment, which is probably the biggest fear, right? Uh, yeah, I think it depends on the change, of course. Uh, I've seen uh, many different types of change. So if you look from a technology perspe- perspective, I'll, will I know how to use this tool or, or is it going to like be tracking me, you know, like will I know like where I am all the time? Are people watching over me like this? I've seen, uh, I've seen change in job description. So how does it this affect my career? You know, yeah. this was not what I was looking for. And of course, when you have um, layoffs, then yeah, then there's a lot of job security fear around it. So the fear will vary uh, according to the type of change as well. And, and you as someone who has navigated through these fears, uncertainty, uh, cave person behavior, everything. So you are the best person to tell us what makes makes a change stick organizations and uh, uh, change projects that are able to see the success finish on time see the light of the day and also achieve a desired results what are the core things that these projects and initiatives have that makes the change stick i think the first thing is clarity no i think going back to the the, what i like the least in change uh, if you have a well thought through yeah. change and then with that it's easier to bring clarity to, to people so i think that's the first thing always start with the why we're changing what we're changing and then repetition not only communication wise but also training and then you can even launch the change check if people so if we talk about a, a new tool so check if people really understood this new tool is there still any knowledge gap that needs to be covered? Uh, and also, you need to have mechanisms that will prevent people from going back to their old ways, too. So That's you also big, need to surround yourself with that. That is a big risk because I think uh, I remember uh, we had one word that, you know, okay, we have to do it things differently, but we, you can always personalize it. And that just gives people freedom to go back to their old ways. Uh, that personalizing the work doesn't mean 
go back to the old ways. And, yeah. and that's what you said, really, you know, you can make people do things for three days and the fourth day they have this, you know, especially when there's tight schedule, tight deadline, let me do it the old way, you know, that's a... Because it's easier, it's faster, it's I feel more comfortable with, yeah. Comfort zone, you know, uh, not necessarily it's smarter and faster, but it just feels more comfort zone that is uh, there. One of the topics that uh, I have been very personally, very inspired, I'm reading, researching, also investing in it because it is, is the human side of change. Yeah. And, uh, large corporates which are, are going through transformation, whether IT, way of working, uh, new products, new business line. Um, one of the things some do is put that human side of change and transformation to it. How much, is, in your opinion, is it important to have that human side of change? And what are the, say, two or three things that organizations need to consciously add to add the human side to change? Yeah, I think I think to add the human side of change is essential. Because mm -hmm. if you think about it, at the end of the day, you rely on humans to make the change happen and stick. Absolutely. For me, it's... No brainer. That's the truth. <laughs> no brainer. Exactly. You know. So, I think starting from from there. Uh, so, I think one of the things that organizations can do to add this human side of change is one: take change management into consideration. Uh, because, if I can be very honest with you, you can do change with or without change management. You know, someone applying. The process, you know, overseeing it, but everything depends on how you want this change to be adopted and implemented. That's the first thing. The second thing is, I think the best way to really bring the human side of change in an organization is to make people part of it, you know, yeah. because then it's really hard for you not to have this human side once you invite people to be part of it and if you can even invite impacted people it's even better because then you make sure that you're uh, covering all the loose ends you know you're understanding better your your target uh, if you will yeah. you know the people that will have to go through it yeah. so it, it makes the process easier and then more humane yeah. absolutely and 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 I, I agree that you know making people part of it is is I fully agree. But um, uh, I, I, to add to your point is, and not just make them part of an audience, but make them part of the narrative. You know, have they take their opinions into consideration and yeah. not like um, like okay, somebody's taking notes, but in the end, we just do what we want to do. But actually, no, no. That, that those notes have those points are being taken into consideration. They're yeah. that's where people feel that okay this is not to this project is not to punish me but to like you know take things forward uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. together I, as i was uh, 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 talking to you one question came up to my mind so i'm just going to ask you this um i, I have known you for a quite a lot while you were a very very positive and a wonderful person who you know gives positivity energy but as a change leader I can imagine there comes a point you have to also be tough, strict, or communicate bad news because it cannot be all sunshine and roses. Uh, personally, knowing you as a person, how hard it is to, um, 
you know, we all would love to be messenger of good news, right? But yes. not always you can be. Um, when when it comes to that part, when you have to give bad news, tough news to people, uncomfortable news, personally, how difficult it is for you and how do you um, train yourself to, to still do it assertively um, and also keep the human side in mind? Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a tough part of the change management job uh, as well. Because sometimes not not every change is good for everyone. No. Just put it this way. So, what I try to keep in mind is how do we minimize the damage all the time. And uh, <clears throat> I and for me, rule number one, just be clear. You know, as much as possible. Just right up front, just be direct, bring it on on the table um, as soon as possible. Because then you also give people time to process or to create their own plans. You know, like if you think about someone, uh, of course, um, will vary like in terms of timing, you know, when you can uh, communicate things. Uh, but as soon as you can, just be clear uh, and and direct. Also, what I try to do, uh, usually like the people communicating are the managers, are the leaders, are the sponsors. So also what I try to do is to prepare these people also to have the tough conversations. Yeah. You know, so so that's what I try to do from, from my perspective. And... And I try to use all empathy that I, I have in, in me yeah. and put myself in the shoes of, of the other to create the best, the best strategy yeah. uh, as well. But it is a tough thing, right? Uh, uh, because I think um, working in a Dutch environment where people are so proud of being so direct and, and I always say being direct doesn't mean lack of empathy. You need to still have empathy when you communicate, especially sensitive things. Yes. Uh, you cannot uh, hide behind, oh, I'm direct uh, as, a, as, a, as an excuse for not having empathy. But um, I'm, I'm really glad to what you said. And if any change manager listening and any change manager, manager in process who wants to be, I think empathy is definitely, what you said, one of the key things. And you are a living example of someone uh, I know who is kind, who's, who's, who has empathy, but can also be uh, firm in decisions, can communicate the tough decision, will not walk away, but at the same time do it with assertiveness, but empathy. And that's why well, I'll bring this up because I know that, that side of yours. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, uh, so you're a change manager, you know how this thing works, but imagine you get now hired to work for a very, very bureaucratic organization, organization that has literally not done any effective change in the last 20 years or 10 years. (laughs) (laughs) Challenging, right? Like they have done initiatives here and there, but nothing has really seen the light of the day. There is no true purpose. There's no, and people are resisting, pushing back. Um, there's pressure and everything. Um, and it's now starting to impact the profitability and the functioning and everything. They hire you as the problem solver, as the change manager. <laughs> Make the change in a new way of working in the behavioral change. What's the first thing you would do to 
first thing to do to bring that change home and also not seen be seen as an enemy you know yes yes no i think the first thing to do is to talk to impacted people you know the ones that are actually experiencing the change i think mm-hmm. that's the first thing to do like really gather you understand what went wrong uh, and then review what is the planning for for the change so how have you been planning and implementing change for for the past 10 years and see what needs to be uh, changed. Yeah. And then it's very important that this conversation of what needs to be changed, how we can, we should do differently. We need to have it with the higher leadership because in the end, I think this is very important to, to be said. Uh, when you, you can involve impacted people in the change, this will bring the human side of it. It's true. Of course, if you listen to them, because also it does not work if you ask them, they give their opinion and you just exactly. ignore them. Like, exactly. it, that's no result. But in the end, people still look up, you know. So they need the leaders to be communicating, to be the their role models. Role models, I, yeah. I and, and to be honest, I tell the leaders, it does not matter if you agree with the change or not. You need to show your support. Yeah. That's what I tell managers. And that's what I tell higher leaders as well. Yeah. It does not matter. We'll, we can address your concerns, your points in a different forum. But whenever you're with your reports, with your team, with your people, you need to show support. Yeah. Uh, so how we implement change needs to be changed on a leadership level absolutely create role models as a as a starting point that's actually very well said because um uh, i have worked with that uh, one of the matrix created by uh, mckenzie called the influence matrix which talks about how to bring effective change and culture change in an organization and the first thing they say is role modeling having the leaders actually walk the talk makes a huge impact and not just endorse it and behind closed doors criticize it but uh, walk the talk even if you don't agree what you just said you gave a lot of wisdom and i think a lot of valuable inputs that every change or i think every leader is somewhere a change leader because they have to bring change so every person who's listening will have a lot to take from here but i also want to know the uh julia the 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 person so there's one last question that i ask everyone is what has been your moment of madness and maybe that is what inspires you to be this uh amazing change leader what's that one more moment in your life that Today, when you look back, you think, wow, what was I thinking? But thank God I did it, but I can't do it again. I I think, well, actually, I, I, I've been a change manager uh, for four years now, but I've been in the workforce for more than 10 years, actually. Uh, and then I started my career in trade marketing, so basically in sales uh, of consumer goods company. Um, so I think my moment of madness was when I decided I didn't want to work with sales anymore. I want to work with people. And then I ended up in change management. So this shift in my career, uh, I don't think that I will 
ever do again uh, <laughs> such a big change uh, and then of course this just led me to to be here and, and be the change manager that that I am today because then I also bring a lot of experience like from the business you know from understanding a, a different side um, but yeah for sure that that's one of my my madness <laughs> I think that's one of your many madness because I think you are a very adventurous person I know that yeah. and um, but what you said is is right you bring that understanding of business empathy because i think if you don't these are two different uh, ends if you're too business focused you ignore the people but if you're too people focused you ignore the business and the right mm -hmm. balance is that thin line that uh change manager needs to work on where they can keep the business interest people interest everything uh running at a decent pace you can't keep everyone happy and uh still make organizations uh, uh projects like this successful yeah, but yeah, but but indeed, I think, I think overall, like my my madness is like I always challenge myself, and uh, where I come from, we have the saying that says that sometimes you need to go even if you feel fear. Yeah. So that's how I try to to live my life. You know, like go forward even when you feel fear. I think that's that's that should that's the golden line. Even go go forward even if you feel fear thank you so much for such a candid uh, interview it was amazing talking to you uh, i'm even feeling nostalgic it's like if you like hearing you two years later or talking about uh, change like i did for the first time and thank you for sharing such valuable inputs and um, thank you for always inspiring with ideas thoughts that you do uh, thank you for joining no thank you for the invite thank you so much for the opportunity and thank you for all the work that you do as well. Uh, I, you know that I admire you a lot. Uh, so it's really, really a pleasure to be here today. Thank you so much. Thank you, dear. This was perhaps the most valuable episode on change and change management in Method in Madness. At Method in Madness, we believe in the people side of change and it fits so strong and powerful when someone as erudite as julia endorses our beliefs our thoughts and gives us the inspiration to go forward with it thank you so much julia and thank you for listening in few weeks we will be back with yet another episode with more methods more madness and lots of change till then stay mad because there is no magic without a little madness see you <laughs>